I'd like to say good evening to everyone and thank you for joining our lecture this evening. My name is Felicia Hamilton and I will be your moderator for this session. Welcome to another class given by members of the Southfield, Michigan branch. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. The Southfield, Michigan branch was established in the year 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan branch is Dr. Marvin Lewis. The president is Dr. Edward Ewell. In this school, we use the true, correct and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language had any letters or characters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and correct name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. And like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son, 
a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelation. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we must ask ourselves is, what was the name of the savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, holy place and a court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Our primary aims and objectives are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah, without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua, the Messiah. And 10, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua, the Messiah, with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we will have a prayer by, Dr., by our Dean, Dr. Marvin Lewis, followed by scripture, which will be Daniel, the third chapter, read by Dr. Brandon Craig. Dr. Lewis? 
let's let us all bow our hearts and minds and once again take this opportunity to thank Yahweh through Yahshua for allowing us to be present and to witness this great vision that was delivered to our founder and dean in the year 1931. We ask that Yahweh steal our minds and calm our hearts so that we may pay earnest heed to the things that we hear and that we keep it like we have it. And we ask that Yahshua deliver all the sons uh, from this pandemic and from the troubles and the wiles of the adversary and the cares of this world so that we may assure our resurrection in the likeness of Yahshua at the instantaneous revelation. And all these things we ask in our brother and savior's name, Yahshua the Messiah, let the assembly say hallelujah. 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 Good evening, class. Our scripture lesson is Daniel, the third chapter, and I'll be reading that from the Holy Name Bible, containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testaments, critically compared with ancient authorities and various manuscripts and revised by the late P.B. Trainer. It's Daniel, the third chapter. Nebuchadnezzar, the king, made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits and the breadth thereof six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent to gather together the princes, the governors, and the captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the princes, the governors, and captains, the judges, the treasurers, the counselors, the sheriffs, and all the rulers of the provinces were gathered together unto the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up, and they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And whoso falleth not down in worship shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore, at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews, they spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man shall that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy deities, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true? O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, do not ye serve my deities, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, 
But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is that Elohim that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our Elohim, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy deities, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, and their hats, and their other garments, and were cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceeding hot, the flame of the fire slew those men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished, and rose up in haste, and spake, and said unto his counselors, did, we, did not we cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt, and the form of the fourth is like the son of Elohim. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake, and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, ye servants of the Most High Elohim, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth of the midst of the fire. And the princes, governors, and captains, and the king's counselors being gathered together saw these men, upon whose bodies the fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed, neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire had passed on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar spake and said, Blessed be the Elohim of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who hath sent his angel and delivered his servants that trusted in him and have changed the king's word and yielded their bodies that they might not serve nor worship any other except their own Elohim. Therefore I make a decree that every people, nation, and language which speak anything amiss against the Elohim of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses shall be made a dunghill because there is no other Elohim that can deliver after this sort. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. That was Daniel, the third chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Craig, for that, Craig, for that scripture, and our uh, dean, Dr. Marvin Lewis, for the prayer. And once again, we'd like to thank all of our brethren and visitors for visiting with us in our Southfield Zoom session today. We really appreciate your attendance. And it's an honor and a pleasure to call on our first speaker of the evening from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Dewan Nelson. Dr. Nelson. Good evening, class. Good evening. And you always know, I always, I always had a feeling a law during a couple minutes late. 
uh, working, and I said, "Watch when I log on." It is all. It's always a pleasure uh, to have a testimony and to um, give praise and thanks to Yahshua Messiah. And so I am just extremely happy to be able to do that and sit here and to attend and listen to this great gospel. Um, I um, I don't have anything particular or particular direction on my mind. My prayers to Yahshua will, will give me uh, something to say that edifies the body and uh, that he will be speaking through me and um, that I'll be shared in, in, in truth and righteousness. Um, I am, um, I'm in a space where I am just, you know, watching, uh, watching this whole thing unfold. Seems like I, lately I've had so many questions that I asked Yashua and I'm sitting talking to him and, um, in times past, you know, um, I would always take my questions to some of the brethren and it's okay to do that. Um, you know, because Yahshua might have shown someone uh, something about a particular, you know, subject. Or sometimes you don't even have to ask. Sometimes you just get in class or, you know, going to the buildings or even now logging on to class or choosing a lecture on YouTube and those topics and, and, and that question that you had on your heart um, has gone into. And we've all experienced that. Um, but lately, since we've been in this space, Yahweh is causing me to... Um, he talks about, uh, let's pick that up real quick, uh, John, uh, um, the comforter, um, and pardon me with scriptures. And I know it's always like a cliche thing to say, pardon me with scriptures, but one of these days I'm going to be better with these scriptures. And that's what I'm asking Yashua too, is to, uh, as we know that this gospel is transformative and it transforms you and it changes you. And so anything is possible in, in the Messiah. And you want to know about, you know, this is not a, uh, you know, something just to be saying, but I think definitely for me anyway, in this time since we've been at home, uh, anything that you want to know, that you want to uh, have, you know, uh, shown to you or things that you want to be increased in, uh, uh, you go to your father before that. You go to the media, you go to our comforter, you go to our, our brother and savior, Yahshua Messiah, and you ask him and those things he will do. And it's a real thing. And so I just feel very uh, humble that, you know, we got, quote unquote, a direct line to, to the to the creator of heaven and earth um, through Yahshua Messiah and that he hears us and that he sups with us and that he teaches us, uh, that he provides and protects us. And that, um, you know, little old me out of, you know, billions and billions of people on this planet. Uh, was selected to know something about him uh, in truth and righteousness while so many people are groping in darkness. But if you go ahead and, and, and grab that scripture for me, please. John 14 and 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever mm -hmm. I have said unto you. And can we do a little bit? Can we... Uh... Thanks, Brandy. Can we uh, start up a little, a little bit earlier from that scripture, uh, and we can just start at one. Well, uh, well, no, I'll start at one, but uh, just pick up the train of thought there for me, if you wouldn't mind. 
Matter of fact, we can start at um where he uh where he talks about show us the father and um it will suffice us. I think that's like uh I don't know, it's eight, nine, somewhere right there. Yeah, so that's for uh, John 14 and 8. Mm -hmm. Philip saith unto him, Master. Show us the father. You know what? I'll, I'll just pull it up. Let's go ahead. And start. I'm sorry, Brendan. Let's start it at one. Let's go ahead and start <laughs> no it. No problem. John 14 and one. Okay. Let not your heart be troubled. Mm -hmm. You believe in Yahweh, believe also in me. Now, this is the Messiah. He's talking to his disciples and he's telling them, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in Yahweh, believe also in me. And so the Jews, when they were, coming up they were passed down you know these uh proud nations of their forefathers uh you know um, um the beliefs and the traditions that they had that was passed down um from moses and their forefathers and so all of this time and it was so weird because i was watching a movie uh resurrection that they have on a uh, discovery channel or something like that and I uh, was watching, you know, people when they do their different renditions of these movies, some of them would be really bad. This wasn't, this one wasn't too good, but it, you always can find some things that um, sometimes they say uh, pictures worth a thousand words. Sometimes you see things play out and it has a way of playing out in your mind and you understand it a little bit or you associate things that you read uh, with it, uh, at least for me. And um, I realized that, you know, how the disciples really didn't know who he was. <laughs> it was, uh, and, 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 and it's so funny because neither did we. We didn't know, you know, we hear, we hear now after, after receiving a divine understanding knowledge, we say, Yahshua the Messiah was the creator of heaven and earth. But just imagine of being there and talking, you know what I'm saying, in, in your finite understanding of man and all of that. And this person is here and he's telling you, you know, uh, who he is, you know, said directly and indirectly and all of the above, they really didn't understand or really didn't know who he was. And he talks about because if they did, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have crucified him, first of all. And still to this day, the Jewish faith or nation, they don't believe that the Messiah has came, has died, buried, resurrected, and has risen and outpoured his Holy Spirit into the heart and minds of man. They don't believe that. They're still waiting for him to come. So we read this. He said, now let not your heart be troubled. You believe in Yahweh, also believe in me. Go ahead and read. In my father's house are many mansions. Mm -hmm. If it were not so, I would not, I would have told you. I go to mm -hmm. prepare a place for you. Mm -hmm. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. So he's telling them. All the time, you know, saying that he had to come in and he had to die. He had to fulfill the scriptures, suffer to be so that we must, you know, I come not to destroy uh, the law and the prophets, but I, I come to fulfill the scriptures or come to fulfill the things that were wrote of me. And he talked about how back there in the scriptures was starting with Moses or how those uh, stories that they had heard, those events of their forefathers, those were all talking or testifying to him. And so he said, I go away. I, I, have to, I have to take off this flesh. I have to die. I have to be the sacrifice. 
uh, to bring mankind back unto the Father. I'm the ultimate sacrifice. Everything that your forefathers have been doing for thousands of years, the sacrifices of the bullocks and the lambs, those were not, those were not satisfactory. They were for time. But Yahshua the Messiah was the reality. He was coming to bring them into the reality of the thing or into the spirit of the thing. So he said, I go away to prepare a place for you so that where I go, you may be also. Now, where was Yahshua the Messiah? Who was he and where was he at? And so we learned he was in the school on how to talk about who, uh, who, what, when, where, you know, things that we learned in, in our natural schools. But now we're coming to realize that he's talking about, see, he was the Holy Spirit manifesting in a physical body. So that when he goes away, he had to take off this flesh. He had to take it off because now he needs to outpour. He has to pour that spirit out into the hearts of man of his sons. So now that we can be, join with the father we can be one uh you know with the father so that where he is which was in the kingdom of yahweh or yahweh's kingdom yahshua the messiah's kingdom in heaven in a physical body and see that's why i often say we we're 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 and our aim is to inherit eternal life now we're here to obtain eternal life now not after we take off the flesh after the flesh it's too late so we're here to take it, we're here to inherit, get our inheritance now. So that, you know, at, the, uh, at a testament or the testator, or the, you're, you do a will, the people who are the benefactors of the will, they don't benefit until the, the, uh, the, the testator dies, right? So he has to take off this flesh, right? We have an inheritance coming. So he had to take off the flesh so that we can benefit now. Right, so I go I go again uh, to prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you unto myself, so that where I am, ye may be also. Read, and whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Read. Thomas saith unto him, Master, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? And we don't know what you. We don't know where you're going. What are you talking about? You know, saying uh, when? How do we get there? Go ahead and read. Yahshua saith unto him. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You're looking at the way. You're looking at the ticket, the ride, the, the entry. You're looking at, I am the way, right? The truth, the life, read. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So I'm the, I'm the mediator, right? I'm the one to get you in. You know, back in the day, when in my music days, I used to know a lot of the DJs. So a lot of the times, uh, I had one DJ, he's pretty popular now, on this, on, you know, in the music uh, scene down there and uh, back in the day St. Andrews was a club down downtown that they used to have and he was the DJ that spent on the main floor and we used to carry his records in that was my way in or he had the free passes and he would give us the free passes and I went to St. Andrews almost every religiously almost every Friday for about a good four years straight <laughs> that was where I was at anybody wanted to find me or or get me, they, they can find me there, but I never paid. Concerts, uh, I saw some of the biggest acts I never paid because I knew the ticket. I knew the person who can get me in. Now, Yashua Messiah is telling you, it's, this is the only way you get in. I'm the ticket. I'm the one that, this is this is the only way you get to the Father. This is the only way you get in the kingdom is by me. Go ahead and read. Yahshua saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Mm -hmm. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. 
Now, if you had known me, you should have known the father also. Yeah, he's revealing to them. He's been telling them the whole time. They didn't know who he was at all. Go ahead and read. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen mm -hmm. him. Okay. Now, this statement right here, now he said, just in the seventh verse, if you had known me, you should have known my father. Also, from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. But this is the next thing that Philip says to him. Read. Philip saith unto him, Master, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. I know, so like, it's just like, it's like, you know, when we uh, first went home, the first kids came home, uh, and Aiden was here uh, with me during the uh, school year, and I took my hats off. A lot of parents testified to this, uh, taking their hats off to, uh, you know, teachers, because, you know, your kids, you're, you know, they preoccupied at home, and you know, you know, just when they're out of school, but being at home in school, mind everywhere, and you're trying to do homework, you know, and you're going and going over emphatically, telling them the answer, and then saying, "Now, what's the answer?" And then they look at the page, and they just stuck on stupid. So he just got finished telling. When you see me, you see the father. And Philip says unto him, "Read that one more time again." Philip saith unto him, Master, show us the Father. Show us the Father. <laughs> he just told you. He just said, you see, when you see me, you see the Father. And he said, show us the Father, and... And it sufficeth us. And that will appease us. Go ahead and read. Yahshua saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Now he's talking about him. He says, and I've been with you. Now I, I liken it to this, to, you know, now. This, this... This process here, it happens. We talk about how it's nothing newer than the sun. It happens over and over and over again. It happens with us. Yahshua, you know, and, and, I, and I definitely can testify to this. You know, been in this school since I was born. I never knew anything else. You know, and then come, you come of age. When they talk about everyone comes into this gospel by the same way, that is the honest truth. There's no rites of passage here. There's no, you were born in it, so you're just going to automatically get it and inherit the Holy Spirit. I know many people who were born in this class who don't touch, you know, who ain't seen class in years. Who don't, who, who, you know, I'm, it's not a rite of passage. It's not an automatic. So you're going to be tried just like anyone else. There's a point in time where you're going to have thoughts, your opinions and concepts about Yahweh, and they're going to be wrong all of them and then even if you sat in this class your entire life you know said so they're going to be wrong or, or and or they're going to need to be refined or perfected when yahweh reveals himself unto you uh you know see by this preaching of this gospel it's the same way it's only one way into life from a physical standpoint there's only one way into life from a spiritual standpoint it is the same way the gospel has to be preached to you right? The, the Holy Spirit has to teach you. That's what we're getting ready to read uh, coming up here in a, uh, in, a, in a second. But see, he said, uh, now, we, this whole time, we've we seen Yahweh, we experienced Yahshua. I'm talking about after you get older in age and know that Yahweh is his name, and Yahshua the Messiah is the name of his son, and, you, and he might even reveal to you uh, his threefold, uh, per, uh, you know, his threefold makeup, and you understand that his purpose, you understand that, but you still are in this space where Yahshua is constantly proving or showing you who he is, because then you turn around and you act like, I don't, I don't know who he is. You have, you know, you turn around, you bumping your head or whatever you're doing in life um, as if you don't have 
the curator of heaven and earth on your side as you don't as if you don't have as, as if you weren't inherited this uh, eternal life from Yahshua the Messiah. We talk, we use the analogy all the time of being a millionaire or having that winning lottery ticket and not knowing that you have that winning ticket. And you go on through life living check to check, <laughs> so looking at looking in the windows, windows, I wish I could, and you're a billionaire or a millionaire or whatever. It's the same thing. So here he is, as I've been so long with you, Yet y'all, you don't know me. You don't. You don't know who I am. You don't know what you're standing in front of. You don't know what, uh, what's it, what's in your presence right now. You don't know what I am. Go ahead and read. Joshua saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? You have seen me, so you've seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show you the Father? That's that's crazy. That's just like how we say, um, you know, saying God. What's your name, God? When we we use that analogy at the at the burning bush, when I go into him, God, tell him who sent me. God, who should I tell him sent me? God, that's the same thing. I'm I'm telling you, I'm the Father. You seen me? You seen the Father? Why are you asking me? Show me the Father. Go ahead and read. Believest thou not that I am in the Father and mm -hmm. the Father in me? Mm -hmm. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. So you see, yeah, even, in, even, in that, even in that state, you see, Yahshua the Messiah is giving the credence to the Father, uh, you know, or um, the Father state, or that pure spirit state. It's giving the words, it's all from the source, which is Yahweh, our Elohim, through Yahshua the Messiah, is how we are, how, how we are. Are, are, are made one with the Father. Go ahead and read. Believe me that I am in the Father and mm -hmm. the Father in me, mm -hmm. or else believe me for the very work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. Now he performed all matter of works for them. They just seen him, you know, uh, raise someone from the dead, I mean, he's done, disappeared out of sight. He's done all kinds of things. So at least believe me from the work sake. Who else you know doing this kind of stuff? I'm telling you, you never met nobody. You met, never met anybody like, you know what I'm saying, me. You have never seen the things that I'm doing. So at least believe me for the work sake. Go ahead and read. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. <clears throat> and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And so this is the part that right here is just kind of just catching me that Yahshua the Messiah, when he says that he is your advocator, he is your mediator, he is your peace, he's your joy, he's your love, he's your comforter, right? And he is the teacher. He's completely and always directing and teaching you. I mean, we don't even tap into, oh, and I'm gonna put it this way. I don't even tap into <laughs> into going to ask my father, and we—it's like that from a from a physical, you know, standpoint. A lot of times, and he gives us these physical things to understand some spiritual. And I have dad, I have uncles, I have all kind of, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, role models and figures in my life that I've had access to. But we still, you know, sometimes you have your because I've had the conversation with, uh, you know, my son. He has older brothers, and so. There was a great time where I, you know, was in the house, and so 
you know, they still kind of deal with me kind of like a role model. And the older one you know, is 24, 25 years old. And, and I'm talking to him about stuff that I just did yesterday, pretty much, because I'm only 40 some years old, but it feels like it's yesterday, right? And I'm and I and I'm I'm hearing my father and I'm hearing my uncle saying, "Now I'm gonna tell you how this is how it's gonna go, but you got to go out and do it. You're gonna go. You're gonna do it your way anyway. But I got to tell you how it's gonna go." And so the Messiah is a, it's the exact same thing. You know, we have that physical example is because he's been telling us the whole time, "Call on me. I am your protector. I am your provider. I am, you know, fear not." <laughs> I, I will I will guide you. I will teach you. I will comfort you. Don't worry about that. Don't have any fear about that. And we go and we bite our head, bump our heads, and uh, oh my goodness, why are you forsaking me? What's going on? I'm, I'm losing control. All of those things that we that we do constantly, and he's constantly showing us who he is. And then it happens one day where he reveals it and it starts to make it easier. And you start to understand. I need to get in line with this. I need to utilize my father. I need to talk to my savior. I need to, there's, yeah, there's pandemonium and hell going on, but he's protected me my entire life before I even knew he protected me. Before I even knew that was Yahshua that was uh, covering me and, and making me whole and making me safe and keeping me from danger, both spiritually and physically. And you come into that realization, then you see all the great witnesses that he's done in this earth plane over and over again in your lifetime, over and over again, and lifetimes of people that are close to you over and over again, where you've seen the manifestation where what was once invisible to us has taken on shape and form and we can see it clearly. These are the, these, this is the understanding, this is the, this is what we're coming to, where coming so much closer to getting a full picture as we begin to make our transition out of this, this particular age onto the next age. Yahweh has given us his Holy Spirit to shape and to put things into focus, things that were hazy, things that we were blind to for so many years of our lives causing them to be in focus, causing us to pay attention causing us to listen. There was a time where I would just go, 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 go. Yahweh caused us to have to sit down. If you weren't sitting down before now, you had to. And you have to hear what he's saying. You have to. It's paramount that you do. That's the, the place that Yahshua has me in. That's the place that he has the sons. And I know it is because it's the same testimony. Every person that gets up here, no matter what school you're at, no matter uh, what state you're in, if you're a son of Yahshua, you're having the same testimony over and over again. It's a witness to us. And even that in itself brings comfort. Because you're like, I'm not, it's not me. I'm not losing my mind. <laughs> I'm not the only numb scar. I feel better about that. Yahshua will give you comfort. You see what I'm saying? Go ahead, Brandon. I'm sorry. Go ahead and read. 14th verse, uh -huh. if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Okay. If ye love me, keep my commandments. Uh -huh. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Uh -huh. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, uh -huh. neither knoweth him. 
but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. You know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. See, at this time, he hadn't poured that Holy Spirit out. But he is, now he is dwelling right now in our hearts and minds, will be with us, shall be with you, and always be with you. See what I'm saying? He's not here just only for a minute. It's, only, it's not only for a second. When, when Yahshua has you, he has you. See what I'm saying? And you will always have the ability to call on him. Always have the ability to call on him. Utilize it. I keep trying to remind myself every single day. Utilize it. It doesn't make sense that we have this type of advantage and don't use it. Utilize his instruction. Utilize his guidance. Utilize, I'm talking about in things that concern your soul because things that concern, no matter what it is, your family, no matter what it is, but definitely when it's going to concerns understanding something about him, he will tell you, he will show you. I, I, I'm here to testify to that. He will show you. Go ahead and read. 18th verse. I will not leave you comfortless. See, I won't leave you comfortless. See, you got tragedy going on. We just, you know, we, we had a family uh, member that we lost in our family. He won't leave us comfortless. See, we already know what this is all about. He gives us comfort. It allows us to sustain, allows us to get up and pick up and go another day, right? You know, gives us a reprise, a smile. There's no, there's no despair in the, in the Messiah. Even in death, there's no despair in Yahshua the Messiah. Read. Right. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live. Ye shall live also. And you shall live also. We're talking about real life. We're not talking about the physical. We're talking about you will live. See, you talked about in the beginning, it was a fulfillment. In the very beginning, it talked about, and, and he breathed into the breath of life into man, and he became a living soul. We know through this vision and revelation that he stepped into the man, gave him life. And that's the same thing he did with the soul. Same thing. Became a living soul. You stepped right in. See? Inhabited that place that was dark, that was, uh, that was desolate. Inhabited that place. Made it home. See? Giving you all of him. You understand? Go ahead and read. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. And you should know. Go ahead and read. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I mm -hmm. will love him and will manifest myself to him. Right. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Master, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Yahshua mm -hmm. answered and said unto him, if a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Mm -hmm. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the father's. Which See, says, it's always, it never, it's never hard with him. You know, he talked about how his, his uh, take my yoke upon you. It's, it's not a hard thing. It's either or. He didn't give us like, a thousand choices. See, he talked about how do you how would you how you gonna give us this great thing, you know what I'm saying, not the world. He said, Hey, if you love me, you'll keep my words. 
See, my father, you would love my father. My father will love you. See, we'll make, my, make you a bowl with him. But if you don't love me, you won't keep my sayings. You won't keep my word. You won't be obedient. See, and you won't hear, you won't hear what he has to say. I mean, you're not of his. It's simple. You know, it's simple. And that's the reason why you can always be in a space of, you know, when you see yourself in a space of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, I'm, I'm leaning on too much on DeWine. I'm leaning on too much. Of, that's a bad thing. When you when you feel like you're, you're running the ship and, and your ship is going down, it's a bad thing. You have to reel up. <laughs> Give a, hey, listen, Yashua, I need help. You know what I'm saying? I need help. And it's okay. We're going to need help. I'm telling you, as long as we're in this flesh, we had we have witnesses to this. You know, even you know, even with uh, you know, with Paul, we have we have witnesses unto this. So you ask Yahshua for the help. Ask him to get you back online. Ask him to correct you. Ask him to be, you know, saying to get you straight. You want to me and me and my mother, we've been talking about predestinate. I uh, was talking about predestination and uh not predestination, but choice and free will. It's something that I still don't have crystal clear, but I know that Yahweh is gonna answer it. He has to. I, I already know that he will. See. All right, go ahead. So I'm gonna let you wrap it up so I can get down. 25th verse. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. Mm -hmm. But the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. Now these are the words that I spoke with you while I was present with you. But the comforter, read. Which is the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Whom the Father will send in my name. Uh-huh. He shall teach you all things. He's the teacher. He's going to teach you all things, read. And bring all things to your remembrance, mm -hmm. whatsoever I have said unto you. And that's the, that's the grace of Yahweh, because he already he's already, he already telling you you're going to you're not going to remember. And, but in this case, this is prior to the Holy Spirit being out on. So once you know they still scratching their heads, he just told them a lot of things during this three almost three and a half years that he was with them in his ministry. And see, they still didn't put it together. It's almost like you know watching a a suspenseful movie, and then you get to the end, and they give you all of the secrets. They show flashbacks. They show, oh, that's what, oh, okay. And you're getting all of them. And see, uh, they had that movie that I was talking about, Resurrection. They had a little little scene where fire was ripping through the sky and it was jumping in them and all that kind of, you know, like theatrics or Hollywood. But what, I, what they was, when they came out, before they came in, they were fearful. They had all kind of doubts. They didn't, you know, they were even questioning if he was going to raise. They were, it was all kind of things at that, at that point in time. But see, that Holy Spirit then reminded them that peace, love, joy in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah, this righteousness, that he's the protector, that if you don't, if it's something that you don't remember, that he will bring back to your remembrance. He will course correct you real time. So you don't have to, we have a saying in the, in the business where I tell people all the time when they first come out of new hire training, they be so scared to take the calls. And I said, you can't break it. You can't break, you can't break a customer. You can't break a account. Don't worry about it. anything that you can do. We can undo. So just go ahead and, and have comfort in that. Don't be scared to. So Yahshua is the same way. You know you can't you can't break this thing. This is his story. This is his creation. But he, are you ask that always? And you have that spirit of you that you can ask Yahshua. I'm wrong about this. I messed this up. Fix this, or I don't understand this completely. Let me know about that. Yahweh, I'm telling you, he is real. Yahshua Messiah, he is real. Start to tap into that. Use that. 
And I didn't really have a whole lot to say. I just, it seems like these days, all I want to do is shut up. The person who, uh, <laughs> I felt like, talked all the time, you know, just want to shut up. I want to be taught. I want to learn more about my Heavenly Father. I want to be correct. I want to be able to be able to, I want to be able to go into this gospel so that it can be, uh, that it can be life-giving and fruitful for someone who doesn't know this gospel. This is what we are here for. It's not a lip service. It's not to show how much you know or, you know, uh, where Yahweh has brought you, but it's always to testify to him, the one who's given us life. And I'm talking about life eternal. That's what it's about. And it's about giving it to whoever you come in contact with. We were at the funeral home and they were giving it to the, the, the people who worked at the funeral, that worked at the funeral home. That's proper. That's in order. What else kind of conversation can you have? And right now, talked about the man outside of Gates Beautiful, and he was asking for money and alms to help him out. We don't got any of that. I don't got nothing to give you. But what I do have is an understanding about Yahshua the Messiah. Now that I'll give you. My friends that come over here all the time, they want to do music, want to do some beats, and I'll be wanting to do it too. And in my mind, we're going to do some music today and get over here and I'm preaching. And I, that's already bad enough that I live far from everybody. <laughs> so they be mad. I drove out here 35 minutes. I want to do some music. And you just spent three hours talking about this. And I don't even believe what you believe, Juan. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. So anyway, I just say this is what we are here for. There's nothing else to do. It's nothing else to do. Yahshua has given us this time to tap in, to know, to give more, get more from him. Get as much as you can while we can. If anything was said, anybody got anything out of it, all praise to the Yahshua Messiah. Thank you for the time. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Dr. Nelson. That was pretty. And for our next speaker of the evening, we're also, it's an honor and a pleasure to call on from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Lakeisha Leatherberry. Dr. Leatherberry? Good evening, class. Good evening. Um, um, I'm just gonna sit and listen tonight, uh, Dr. Felicia. Um, I just want to thank Yashua for allowing me to take the opportunity to, to um, praise his name, but I'm going to sit back and listen today. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Dr. Leatherberry. Appreciate that. And it's also an honor and a pleasure to call from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. Amon Hamilton. Dr. Hamilton? Can you unmute yourself, Dr. Hamilton, if you can speak? Okay, I think he may be having trouble or can't speak. Okay, so we'll move on. Our next speaker we're happy to have from our Saginaw, Michigan branch, Dr. Philip Crook, Dr. Crook. Good evening, class. Good evening. Um, just always, it's a pleasure to give a little testimony. 
or whatever testimony you have to say about our Savior, our Creator, Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua. So glad I could be here with you. I was just thinking what the previous speaker just said, you know, this ain't no other place to be, especially if you don't have anything, nothing going on, nothing that you are so what, somewhat necessity to do. It is education, you know, because you can't never, you don't, you ain't going to learn everything about Yahweh because it didn't take all of him to create this creation. As we know, as stated in the moderation, Yahweh broke himself down into shape and form. And when he took on that shape and form, you know, without flesh and blood, he took on the shape and form of Elohim. As Elohim, he created the, the universe and the earth and everything. It didn't take all of them. And he uses those nine attributes to describe himself. Love, beauty, knowledge, wisdom, intelligence, justice, peace, and foundation. You know, and the most beautiful thing about him creating his creation, he came down in. He came later, came down on in it as the only begotten of the Father, Yahshua the Messiah. And the reason why he had to do that was because he gave some laws out. Well, the first law he gave was to the first man, Adam, and that was only one law. And he told him of every tree in the garden. Can someone get that? That's Every tree in the garden you can partake in Genesis. Yes, we're getting that right for you now, Dr. Crow. Okay, so that's Genesis 1 and 29. And Yahweh said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree in, um, excuse me, let me say that again, and every tree in that which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you, it shall be for me. And every beast of the earth and every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for me and it was so. And Yahweh saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. I'm sorry, I think you wanted, you didn't want that, did you Dr. Crow? This way he told him, you know, not to um, partake of the tree. In the midst of the tree, in the midst of the garden. Genesis okay. 3. Okay. Sorry, Dr. Kirk. Uh, that's Genesis 3 and 3. Uh, I'll start at 1, Dr. Crook. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which Yahweh Elohim had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have Yahweh said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Okay. Right there. Hold it right there. Excuse mm -hmm. me. That's okay. But you got the serpent. Now, who was the serpent? The serpent, as we know, come to learn the class is Lucifer, the devil. Right. Who was up there? He was an angel. You know, he was just trying to sum it up. He was a um he was actually after Yahweh took on shape and form, he was the first angel that he created, known as the mm -hmm. son of the morning. He was a beautiful angel. Mm -hmm. But he was created to overstep his boundary to be that adversary. That's right. You know, Yahweh made him when he created Lucifer, he made Lucifer to be bad from the get-go. It was never, you know, the world out there might have think that Lucifer at one time, because he was an archangel in heaven and everything, 
with that carnal mind, you might have thought that he was a obedient child. Yeah, he is obedient because he's going to do exactly what Yahweh created him to do as far as be the adversary. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't as obedient as in righteousness. You know, so the world think that he was obedient and righteous once before before he starts getting get, get before he started transgressing, you know, trying to oversee Yahweh. And so because he did that, he had a lot and he fooled them all. He fooled all the angels. But that's something we gotta know. He had Mike on Gabriel. And um, just to give you a little bit of understanding of what was going on, one that they was totally fooled, they just couldn't prove him wrong. Some of them. Some of them he had completely fooled. Some of them they just couldn't prove him wrong until Yahweh came and, you know, gave them that understanding that he wasn't the one to create him. So Lucifer was cast out. You know, you get into Genesis, you have to get into Genesis. When he was cast out of heaven, you have to get into Genesis. Because this is, um, this situation, I'm going to just give a little brief summary of what I'm trying to get at. This is a reason why we have all the problems as far as the world of division and everything. Yahweh called the division. Now, it wasn't Lucifer that called the division, but... This guy here with this lie, Lucifer being the father of lies, a very deceitful, a deceitful demon, demonic spirit, is the reason why you see it right now from Adam and Eve transgression from up there in heaven to Adam and Eve transgression to what you see going on down here now. This is the reason why you have a lot of whole world, a lot of issues that's going on. It's because Yahweh created him a worthy adversary, not for him, but for us. So he was cast out. And then, as you know, when you get into Genesis, as Genesis 1, and you're reading that Genesis 1, then you get to how Yahweh created the heaven and the earth and separated. You get down to he created Adam on that sixth day. The last thing he created was man, Adam. On that sixth day, now Adam and Eve is out there in the garden because he pulled Eve out of Adam. Eve came from Adam. And that's a whole nother story. I'm going to shorten it up. But now you got what you have here is Adam and Eve out there in the garden. And the serpent, as she said, was more subtle. He way smoother, way cunning, way more cunning than anything that Yahweh had created. Continue reading. Mm -hmm. Second verse, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, Yahweh hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. There you go, you shall not surely die. Mm -hmm. What do they know about dying? <laughs> At this point in time, who has died? The only crucifixion, and they don't even have that understanding, was when Yahweh took on shape and form. That was like a death state, him breaking himself down to create the creation. But they don't know nothing about that. Mm -hmm. They don't even know his name. They wasn't calling him Yahweh. You know, you know, they didn't know his name, and his name Yahweh wasn't revealed to Moses, which is where we're supposed to begin at when we ever 
teaching this. We're supposed to start at Moses. But I'm going back to this trend, this law to speak on these laws and why Yahshua had to come down, why he had to come down and do the things he did. Because the first law that was given, that one law to Adam and Eve, was to not partake of that trees. And it was two trees that sat in the midst of the garden, which this Satan deceived her and food or into partaking of. Continue reading. Mm -hmm. Fifth verse, for Yahweh does know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open and ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. See, they say, they say we were very subject to vanity. Yeah. You know, sometimes that vanity could be something what you truly admire or want, you know, and what he made her want was something that she was already was, was be with Yahweh, but she didn't truly have that understanding, complete understanding. So he made a sound appealing to her by saying what he finna say now. Continue. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, let me start that over. For Yahweh doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as Elohim, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and yeah. that it was Mm -hmm. again, it was good. Now she, she think it's good. Mm -hmm. You know, he kind of making a lot. He trying to make Yahweh like to be salvation. Um, selfish. Mm -hmm. Trying to make nothing. Trying to make seem like Yahweh kind of selfish. He don't want you to know things that he know. But it was mm -hmm. appealing to her to know things that Yahweh should know. Mm -hmm. It made it once, but it was going to cause her to transgress. Mm. Yahweh's law. That was one law right there. Don't partake of the truth. So she did it. That said, in the midst of the garden. I got to make sure I say in the midst of the garden. Go ahead. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And See? the eye... Mm -hmm. Now they say she took it to him. But we come to this class, we find out that Adam, we really knew who Adam was at this particular time. Because when Yahweh breathed into, when you get into, when he breathed into Adam's not natural, he breathed, breathed into him in the breath of life, which was him. He got into Adam. Hmm. So Satan couldn't, he knew he couldn't mess with Adam. It wasn't because he was a man. Nah, that wasn't no regular man. That was the man. That was the man, y'all, who created him. He couldn't mess with him. So he had to get with Eve to fool Eve. Mm -hmm. He was able to fool the other angels. But he couldn't fool Adam. But she didn't give it to Adam. Willfully went and took it. Took took that for and tried to die for his bride. Which, that's the first man, Adam, and you got the second man, Adam. Mm -hmm. What the second man Adam came to do, he willfully came in to die for his bride. So the second man Adam willfully came in to die for his bride. We know the first man Adam willfully died for his bride because Yahweh is consistent. Continue to read. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Seventh verse, and the eyes of them both were opened and they knew that they were naked. See, first they were naked. You get in there in Genesis and say they were naked and not ashamed. But now they naked, you know, and they were high and they say they hide because, you know, you know, we were naked. You was naked. You always been naked. Who? And then Yahweh goes on and asks, what did you do? But he already know what they did. They transgressed. 
So he put the blood, you know, he goes on when you get into that chart. Chart, you see, he calls him to move, be removed out of the garden. Michael came in and removed him out of that garden. You know, he had to work. Then a woman should have a child, but they broke that one law. And I'm saying it's one law because they could they couldn't hold one law. Mm-hmm. That's what my whole purpose is. So they couldn't hold one law. So now we're moving forward. We're going to fast forward back to the children of Israel mm-hmm. for the reason why Yahshua, my point is to just to get across why Yahshua, because that transgression, what they did, caused death on all mankind coming up because we became carnal minded. Mm-hmm. And as you get into Roman 8, in case somebody get into Roman 8, around the 4th verse, 6th verse. Oh, you want us to get that, Dr. Kirk? Romans yes. 8 and 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. See, be carnal minded is be deaf, and that's what happened. And he told Adam, and a lot of people, Yahweh, I'm just going as Yahweh, Joshua bring it to me. He's teaching me, so it's however he takes me, that's how I'm going. You know, we were told, he was told Adam for the day you, because Yahweh knew he was going to eat, and he knew they was going to transgress because he told him for the day that they do. When you get back, you got to study, get, read Genesis, that whole Genesis first chapter. Go study it for yourself if you don't know this. He told them for the day that you do, might as well go on to get it. <laughs> Prove we want to grab some scriptural backing. Right. For the day, y'all should say, go on and get it. Genesis, right. somewhere over there in Genesis, for the day that you do, you should surely die. Mm-hmm. Let me get that for you really quick. Surely. All right, that is Genesis 2 and 17. Uh, I'll start up. Okay, I'll start at 16. And Yahweh Elohim commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden mayest thou freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eateth thereof, thou shalt surely die. See, not for the day. Did he say, If you do? No. You know, like if you do, you're gonna be in trouble. No, he said for the so that lets you know when you read, you get into your reading comprehension. Say, in this school, this is a this is a school of the highest learning. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> you see, and you get into what you're getting into is reading comprehension. <laughs> you know, he told him for so if he said for the day that you do, that means guess what? They was gonna do it. One no, you might do it, maybe. You hope not. You know, for the day that you, so he knew that they were gonna break that law. Mm-hmm. You see, that letting you know when you when you read it like that and you get an understanding like that, you know that he got a purpose. He designed for that. He designed as I stated before. He made Lucifer to be who he was. He created that adversary. That, that adversary didn't just run straight from him, and he's like, "Oh boy, I'm gonna get you in the end." You know, now nah, he got Lucifer to uh, fool us. He said, I create me a worthy adversary. But was it a worthy adversary for him? No, it was a worthy adversary for his creation. And so, therefore, he knew they was going to tra- transgress. And when they transgressed it, they were spiritual minded at first. That's why they were naked and not ashamed. They, they weren't thinking about no newness or nothing. Mm. They was angels on earth. You know, they didn't have no kind of mind. 
But the moment they transgressed, they man became carnal. And as we just read in Romans, the eighth chapter, that to be carnal mind is to be dead. And so they died. And Adam died that day. Then we get into learning in this school that one day, where Yahweh is like a thousand years and a thousand years like one day. So Adam only lived to be 930 years. So he died from a spiritual understanding one day, and he actually died that actual day by becoming carnal mind. So however you want to look at it from a natural standpoint, he died within the day. And from a spiritual standpoint, he died within the day. So he died in that death realm, that carnal mind sin was all up. So what Yahweh had to do, you know, he was ready to kill, just kill it out. He he wasn't gonna do it, but he presented that way to he presented that way that as if he was gonna end it. But what he did, he caused that flood. And we got getting out the first age with the heaven and earth and the physical creation to that transgression, we usher into that second age. The antediluvian age, the first age is the creativity age. A lot of people don't know what time it is, where they at. You know, this is what we're getting into. I'm going to try to slow it down, rightly dividing where we at. Because a lot of people nowadays are going back and that we're the age that we are in now, this fourth age, and they trying to live in the second and third age. You know, but we, we, ain't, in, we ain't in those ages. We ain't under those laws. And that second age really... The anti-Diluvian, they really wasn't no law. So, but he still had to, what he do was kill off that creation, and just save they soul and get into Noah. Then it comes down to from Noah, getting into the Abraham promise, where he promised that all nations should be blessed. Then you get down to these children of Israel. And my main point with the children of Israel, as you know that story, he gave them 10, Commandments with 603 orders. That's 613 laws that they couldn't break. If they broke one, they broke them all. Remember, the mother and father couldn't keep one. See, so how how was they ever gonna be able to keep 613 laws? They couldn't do it. It was only only one who could do it. And that was our creator himself who came down in the name of Yahshua the Messiah, our Savior. And he came and he came to redeem those who was under the law, came to fulfill that law and redeem them that was under the law so he can go on and die and willfully die for us for the sins, for our sins, not only those at that time, but for us that are here now today to come, die for our sins, our death of all cast dogs on the cross, die, buried, and resurrect the third day. Our poor's Holy Spirit. So he's picking up Adam on his death where he died. At. You know, I'm moving fast forward. I'm flashing to that. I hope we don't have, do we have, if we have any um, new people, first timers on here, please forgive me. Please forgive me. But now, my main point, what I was trying to, trying to get to that Yahshua, and we need Yahshua. <laughs> that was my, he had to come in and die, save them, not only save, die for them, but die for us not. Had he not did that and still continue the world, we all would still be lost.
thinking well, some of us we might be thinking we were saved, but we all would still be lost had he not did that. If it was his will for us at this time to be lost, or he if without him coming in, dying, buried, resurrected upon this Holy Spirit, redeeming those who was under the law, not all of them, because some of them, all of Israel wasn't of Israel. He divides, you know, he came and made a division. And you get into scripture, he came to show you the difference of who was his, your spiritual family, you had your natural family, but you had your spiritual family. And with your natural family, you might not be part of your spiritual family. And that's why you got problems in there because of that. Satan is still operating. His time is short. His time is short. It's coming to an end and you see a lot of things. But for those that know Yahshua as the true savior and the know him in righteousness, you will be protected from that sin and going to that lake of fire and going to heaven. And we need Yahshua. Is the reason why I'm saying this because as previous speaker I stated, is this the best place to be? And you yes. just got to think if you if you don't if you don't um, think you know. I don't need to go to class today and you just sitting at home laying up and taking that watching the movie and you think, well, I'll go to class Sunday. I go, I mean, at this end and this point in time, nah, this is the movie you should be watching if you don't have nothing a significant to do as far as from a natural going to work. You got to go to the hospital or something, or something that comes up. If you ain't doing that, you need to be in class and you got to ask Joshua for that. If you don't go to Yashua and ask him to make sure you come to class, it'll be some days where you say, I'm not going to class. But it's important. He came and died for us so we can know him. To those of us that are his, we need to be here. We need to be here getting all we can. And if you don't want to give a testimony, just say, thank you, Yashua, hallelujah. And I'm just going to be listening. But say something. Say something, because he came in, you could be so, he could have, it could have been in his will, he could have had you somewhere else. He could have had you somewhere else, and you know, you really wouldn't want to be somewhere else. There's no better place to be than here, and I appreciate this time, and I know I'm all over, I've been all over, and I jumped around, but it was like a freestyle. <laughs> it was like a freestyle, wasn't none prepared. I just went where Yashua took me, and he brought me along gradually. And most thing I wanted, wanted the people of the class to get out of, we need Yashua. We're thankful to have Yashua. And if you know him, right, I appreciate it. Come to class. That's, right. That's my time. And give all the glory and praises to Yashua. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Dr. Crook. Appreciate that. And for our next speaker of the evening, we're happy to call from our Southfield, Michigan branch, Dr. William Walker. Dr. Walker? She said her mic isn't working. Dr. Oh, William, yeah. I, I said oh. William Walker. All right, I didn't hear you. That's okay. <laughs> Dr. Walker, are you on mute? There you go. Okay. Now, now, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay. Thank you uh, for this uh, opportunity. I have uh, thoroughly enjoyed the previous uh, two speakers, or three or four, how many we've had. Uh, 
I can say uh, I've been attending the Southfield branch now for, oh, I don't know, uh, eight, ten years. And let me tell you, I have seen a real growth in uh, the doctrine and the uh, understanding of uh, the purpose of Yahshua the Messiah. I have seen a real growth, particularly particularly with many of uh, our younger members in the, uh, the school, you see, I see a, a real joy and a happiness uh, with how people speak and the way they speak and the, uh, the confidence that they have in what Joshua has shown them. It's really a, uh, truly a wonderful, wonderful thing. It really is. Um, don't ever think that, uh, that this gospel is not being taught, you understand, by Yahshua himself, you see. And, and true joy, all of true joy comes from Yahshua the Messiah. All of true joy. Right. Uh, you can have you can act like you're happy anytime you want to, you see. But the real, um, the real joy that I see in people in this gospel is in their knowing Yahshua the Messiah and knowing and understanding that what they have learned has been imparted through, uh, through a vessel that may have been pretty, may have been handsome, who knows? But the true understanding is that that knowledge that they uh, gain from that persona uh, is is coming from Yahshua himself, you see. And yeah, it's a fixed fight. You see, the end was declared from the beginning. And uh, as I've often said, um, and I believe it, I believe it, uh, wholeheartedly you see everyone they, they there are what over six billion people in the world today and every every individual that takes breath you see is a part is playing a is part of the role that Yahshua has placed them in you understand they are in fact part of the purpose and plan of Yahshua you see whether they uh exemplify that which is righteous or that which is unrighteous. They all, everyone, is part of the purpose and plan of Joshua. That's all there is in this earth plane, you see. There's the righteous spirit, and there's the unrighteous spirit, you see. <laughs> and um, there, there's really no, no fence to sit on, you see. And either Yahweh has revealed something to you, or he hasn't, you see. That doesn't mean that there's not hope for you. You see, if there's something that he hasn't revealed to you, he has the, the, the ability and the power to reveal anything to anybody at any time, you see. And at the very, I'll speak for myself, oftentimes uh, uh, I mentally rehearsed things that I heard and saw in class over and over and over again in my head. I didn't understand it. I really didn't understand it, you see. Uh, I heard the words, I understood the words, you see, but in terms of how does that 
fit into the purpose and plan of Yahweh, I did not have that revelation. Not yet, you see. I had to go down the street and take a uh, take a left, and bam, there it is. There's that understanding that I, I thirsted for, you see. And all I can do is just grin and say, uh, thank you, Yahshua, you, you see. Because, again, he is the one that, uh, that has revealed it to you, you see. And uh, when he reveals it to you, it's not coming to you early or you're not getting it late, you see. It's right on time, you see. And uh, we, we often hear that uh, the, the scripture, uh, who knows the mind of Yahweh, why? Why is it six months later when you have the revelation? Why is it a year later when you have a revelation? You may not know now, but he knows, you see. And you look back on it and you understand that it's truly a blessing. You understand that, 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 that you couldn't have grasped what was being taught, what was being said at the time uh, that, that you initially heard it, you see. And six months later, you may understand why. And you see the wisdom, you, you, you see. And you understand the wisdom of Yahweh, which which is less, much, much less than the wisdom of man. Here you understand. Uh, I once heard somebody say on the floor uh, at Southfield, and of course, uh, we, we know that Yahshua speaks through vessels, you see. Uh, this individual said, and it's probably said more than once, uh, I remember hearing it a couple of times, you see. And I understand, I understand it now. What what they said was this, that that uh, to someone new that is coming to the teaching or is coming into the teaching for the first time, or even a returning visitor, so to speak, you see, that they are about to experience something that they have never seen or heard before, you see. And whether you come back uh, at the next session or you never come back again, you will never, ever forget that experience, you see. And I understand that now. I, I understand that now. I didn't understand it then when I first heard it, but I understand it now. Uh, it's impossible for you to have heard uh, the truth in its unadulterated form, you see, before mankind gets in there and messes it up and not really understand what it's all about, you see. Um, you just have to wait on Yahweh. And, and listen, uh, John fifteen sixteen. you see, uh, you don't choose me, I choose you. He decides who comes back and who never comes back again, you see. Two, two ladies in the same family, identical twins, they go to the same school. They play the same sports. They, they're used to taking boyfriends from each other. You, you see, they have the same parents. They hear the same lecture, you see. One goes out, and you never see him again. You never, never see him again, you see. And the other one comes back again and again and again, and next thing you know, they've been in school for five years. Why? Why? Because I choose you, you don't choose me, <laughs> you see. Now, uh, I'm not going to take up a lot of time. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, 
there, there are a couple things I'd like to hit on real quick, though. Uh, one is, uh, can we get, let's see, can someone, one of the readers get, uh, I believe it's Mark, let me find who just make sure. Mark, yeah, Mark, uh, Mark 6th chapter, no, let's make a Mark 7th chapter. And just start reading Mark 7th chapter, if you will. Mark 7 and 1. Then came okay, together listen, on... Okay, right. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I jumped the gun just a little bit. Uh, just just give a little background here. Uh, someone on another Zoom call that uh, I was tapped into, they uh, mentioned the fact that... Uh, uh, Jewish people, and, and listen, it's they can't help what they are, you know. Uh, they're, they're in the dark, just like we were in the dark, you understand? Now, there's some of those that, that Yahweh has revealed the truth and the light to them, you see, uh, as, as with those that are so-called Gentiles, you see. But uh, it, it varies by family. It, it varies by... Uh, uh, Belief it varies by so-called tribe. I guess you can use the word. You see, uh, there are, there are places in Israel where you can go today, and uh, if you drive a car on Sunday through that neighborhood, they'll throw rocks at you. You know why? Because that's considered work, and you're using you're using uh, something that uh, uh, presents work to them. You see, and that's a car. You see, if you ever notice, you, you'll see a lot of Jews on on foot, uh, or just people in black suits. Let's just put it that way: people in black suits uh, walking. You see, uh, on a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday morning. You see, well, they're going to synagogue, and they they don't drive to synagogue; they walk to synagogue. Those are so-called Orthodox Jews. You, you, you understand? But this person was pointing out that uh, she had uh, she's a Gentile. And you're either a Jew or a Gentile. And she, in fact, uh, by physical birth, was a physical uh, Gentile. And she was saying that uh, she had learned from a uh, a Jewish friend of hers that there were many, many things that they uh, that they do. Uh, you can open the book, and you won't find many, many of those things. You see, uh, if you do a study on, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, starting in Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, and Deuteronomy, uh, you, you'll see all of those uh, uh, 603 laws that we that we talk about, you see. Well, if, if they do those, uh, those 603, there's another 603 that you won't find, you see. In other words, they do those other laws by the traditions of men, you see. And uh, what we're about to go into is uh, an example of where they have uh, taken those things, those traditions, you see, those better ideas that some people had, you see, and uh, and added to them, you, you see. And, and in many cases, they, they made what they added, the traditions that they added to the laws, they made those more important than the laws themselves. You, you understand? And uh, 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 
they take their eye off the ball in terms of what uh, what the book says, the 603 laws, you see, and put more emphasis on uh, on the other laws or the traditions of men, you see. And we're going to just read that just, just a little bit, you see. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, I'll interrupt uh, the reader a little bit, but if you'll just start reading there in the seventh chapter, first verse, and we'll just we'll just see what it says. Okay, please read. Okay, Mark 7 and 1. Then came together unto him the Pharisees, and certain of the scribes which came from Jerusalem. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say, with unwashed hands, they found fault. Okay, so stop there for just a minute, if you will, please. You see, uh, you, you know what? Uh, now, we all know, at least we've heard uh, about the FBI and the CIA and so on and so forth. The Jewish hierarchy uh, at this time uh, was something very much akin to what you, you, you could say is like our FBI or CIA today. The, 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 the big bosses uh, of, of the synagogue, of the temple uh, up in Jerusalem, sent them down to see just what was going on, to see if they could catch Joshua in an error and to see if there was any law that he was breaking, you see. Okay, read on. And when they saw some of his disciples eat bread with defiled, that is to say, with unwashed hands, they found fault. For the Pharisees and all the Jews, except they wash their hands oft, eat not, holding the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the market, except they wash, they eat not, and many other things there be, which they have received to hold, as the washing of cups and pots, brazen vessels, and of tables. Okay, please stop for just a minute there, please. Hey, you don't wash your hands? Uh, you've been out there in the market or doing this or doing that. If you don't wash your hands, you don't eat. That that was that was uh, they thought the law, but really there is no uh, scripture. There is nothing in the ordinances or the laws that show or, or say that a man must wash his hands before they eat. As a matter of fact, when the the uh, the, the, the the Jews or uh, when the disciples were uh, busy administering to the masses, you, you see, oftentimes uh, they skipped meals. And oftentimes they they uh, they ate in a hurry, and they didn't take time to wash their hands. You see, so it was kind of a double jeopardy for them. But the reality of the situation, uh, in a lot of cases, I'm not saying all, but in a lot of cases, dictated that no, they did not wash their hands. You see, and they say uh, it goes on to say that uh, there there are other frivolous uh, type laws, such as washing cups and uh, utensils and things of that sort, which uh, 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 people were taught to do, uh, the Jewish people had taught to do. And, and, and again, I, I don't, some people would, would take what I'm saying wrong, but please uh, understand that I don't have anything against those people, you, you see. And, and uh, someone uh, else says, uh, we, we don't uh, dislike any people for that matter. We do disapprove and dislike many of the lies and traditions that they are teaching the people. If, if, if people are being taught that the name is Joe Blow and it's Joshua, then they're lying to you. 
you see? Not only are they lying to you, uh, you're paying them to lie to you. You, you, you understand? Uh, uh, they gather your tithes, uh, uh, which you don't don't have to do. There's no place in the scriptures, no place in the book at all, where you can find where a Gentile is told that they should tithe, whether it be 10%, 15%, or 20 By the way, some, uh, some organizations, some churches right now are saying they want 15% of the gross, you see, and uh, they they put it down when you join, and you got to pay. You better pay your fifteen percent. Well, let me tell you, they will take you off the rolls. You see? Oh, okay. Read on, please. Fifth verse. Then the Pharisees and scribes asked him, "Why walk not thy disciples according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands?" He answered and said unto them. Well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. That's Joshua talking. That's the Messiah himself, you see. Read on. Howbeit in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of Yahweh, ye hold the tradition of men as the washing of pots and cups and many other such like things ye do. And he said unto them, Full well ye reject the commandment of Yahweh, that ye may keep your own tradition. For Moses said, Honor thy father and thy mother, and whoso curseth father or mother, let him die the death. Now that was one of the, uh, that, that's, that's a big law. <laughs> That, that was one of the Ten Commandments, you see, correct? Uh, honor thy father and thy mother, so that your days may be long upon the earth or something. That's where, I'm sorry, I, I probably uh, bastardized it. Uh, but you understand what I'm trying to say, you see. Uh, and, and you'll see why uh, I, I put emphasis on that, that one particular commandment. Read. Eleventh verse, but ye say... If a man shall say to his father or mother, it is Corban, that is to say, a gift, by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, he shall be free. Listen, uh, you know, uh, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, the Jewish society uh, was a mix mixture of democracy and uh, socialism, just like what we live in, uh, in, in this present day, you see. Uh, Tending to our elders in our community uh, is a, a task. It's an expensive task, and in some cases, it's it's very difficult to to do on a, uh, a basis that that you would say is fair and equitable. You see, there are plenty of uh, of parents or older uh, people that uh, uh, you could say that it's a matter of buying uh, food to eat or uh, buying pet food or medicine, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> but again, go ahead and read. Twelfth verse, and ye suffer him no more to do aught for his father or his mother, making the word of Yahweh of none effect through your tradition, which ye have delivered. And many such like things do ye. Okay, read, read, read that again, please. Just that uh, verse 13. I believe, yeah. 13, 
making the word of Yahweh of none effect through your tradition, which ye have making them. Okay, okay, okay. That that that's good. You see, if 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 if, if there was a uh, uh, a a, uh, a pot, so to speak, that uh, was to be uh, given to the, the the child from the parents, you see. If, if the, the, the they set this thing up as a tradition, and you could take that gift, that pot, and say this is a gift to Yahweh and the sanctuary, and for the support of the of the uh, sanctuary. And what you're really talk, talking about uh, when, when you say uh, honor thy father and thy mother, that is to say that you provide them the the resources that are needed. For them to, to to live in dignity and uh, in, in such a way that uh, uh, they they do they do not have to be ashamed. You see, so uh, through the traditions of men, they 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 said they changed that law. They changed that 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 law to read, and for the understanding to be there that if if that if that wealth, uh, if, if that uh, pot uh, was given as a gift to the support of the sanctuary, you see, then therefore they they could say, I don't have uh, any money left. I don't have anything to support my parents with. Well, because of the socialist system, uh, uh, just like in our system, you, you know, uh, uh, you can get food stamps and uh, they could eat uh, part of the stores and, and so on and so forth. But the responsibility the, um, of supporting them uh, really was uh, was lost. You see, as far as the responsibility being on the shoulders of that child or that offspring. You see, in terms of uh, uh, caring for their parents, uh, financially speaking. So, uh, I, I would. Uh, the bottom line to all of it is this: uh, if if you if you have the opportunity to uh, to speak with a Jewish person, you see, uh, it, 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 it can be very, very uh, hurtful just in terms of what you know and you understand, you see, to see what they don't know and what they don't understand, you, you see. Because uh, what I have witnessed is that they don't know, they, and, and listen, this isn't anything new. Talk to somebody from Third Baptist Church, you, you know, and, ask, and find out what they know. They don't even know what the true name is, you, you understand? And that's something that their preachers know, you see? There's a lot of things in the scriptures that they don't know, you see? But now, if any of them went to a seminary and see formal uh, education, you see, you can't go to seminary today without learning that the true name of the Creator is Yahweh. You see, and, but but again, uh, if, if I if I go to preach in, in a Third Baptist Church there in Toledo, Ohio, you see, then I've got to preach something that they agree with and part of the doctrine and dogma that they believe in. You see, you can't preach whatever you want to preach. You see. Uh, I used to work for Sears. I couldn't come in there and, and, and run the place like I was, I was dealing with pennies, you, you see. In other words, if whatever company or whatever church you work for, that's what you're going to teach and preach, you see. Uh, I have heard that, that Dr. Kinley at one point was offered $1 million to teach and be part of the Billy Graham Network, you, you see. $1 million. But, and of course, we know that he didn't he didn't do that. We've often heard that he's been offered millions 
for the the gospel, you see. But I don't know about you, but I, I that's one of the few particulars that I've heard, you see. But now, if he had think about it, if he had uh, accepted uh, that, and he went to work for that particular conglomeration, then he would have had to have to teach and to preach the dogma and doctrine that they dictated to him, you see. And we know, we know, without even asking, uh, we know that it would be something beyond what the real truth is. You you see what I'm saying? So, again, I I just make reference. So if you have the opportunity to, uh, to, to talk with a Jewish person, and find out what uh, what it is they believe and what they don't believe and why they believe it. You'll see you'll see many things substantiated, uh, many things that we teach against are substantiated just because we know it's not true. You see, and uh, the research and study that you do will also uh, illustrate that it's not true. So uh, take the opportunity to do that. Uh, and again. Uh, uh, the previous speakers, uh, one of them, if not both of them, really encouraged us uh, uh, to come to class on a regular basis. But let me tell you, don't don't miss the show, folks. Don't miss the show. You see, do you know? Don't you know that Yahweh is orchestrating this thing? You see, and and it's after he gave the law uh, on Mount Sinai, you see. Uh, he called. He said, "Today I have given you both a blessing and a curse." You see. Well, I kind of look at this. Uh, I, I, we, we, we. I say we because uh, I, I discuss this with people. You see, uh, this COVID thing. We, we, we understand that that too is a blessing and a curse. You, you see, uh, it's a blessing to the sons those that, that know and understand that, 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 that Yahweh is doing this and he has given us a, a rest, you see, whereas we can study and learn and hear and investigate more and more and more, you see, as to the reality of his purpose and plan. The things that you think you need to know, guess what? That's what you have to know. Okay what I'm saying? Uh, and at the same time, uh, you'll never know anything unless he uh, uh, reveals it to you, you, you see. Uh, but but you being in class certainly, certainly lets the world know, lets him know, too. And most importantly, that, that you do wish to seek out and learn more and more and more about his purpose and plan. And with that... Uh, that, that's about all I have to say. Um, let's see. How about the? Uh, let's see. I have it written down here. Um, Doctor Walker, you um, have five minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, so pra- praise Joshua. I, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just glad. Uh, the, the, the. If you know where the uh, scripture is, please call it out and read it. Uh, where uh, I, I know it's in John. Uh, John, the, uh, uh, I can't remember, John, uh, where it talks about uh, the sons will have tribulations in this world, you see, but I have overcome the world, and I is Joshua Messiah, you see. So 
well, what's the message there? This, what, what's the message there? Hey, yeah, you're going to have trouble, but look, I conquered the world. I have overcome the world. And, 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 and I'm in you, and you're in me, you see? That means that whatever tribulation you have, it can be conquered, you, right. you see? But don't forget, it's not you that's doing the conquering. It is Yahshua. He is the one that has overcome the world. You haven't, right. you see? You sit back, you listen, you learn, you obedient, you obedient, you be humble, you, you see, and let Yahshua fight the battles for you. Thank you for your time. Dr. Walker, did you want that scripture? Uh, if you have it, go ahead and read it. Mm -hmm. That's John 16 and 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's it. That's it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you very Hallelujah. much, Dr. Walker. That was excellent. Enjoyed that. And for our final speaker of the evening, we're happy to call also from our Saginaw, Michigan branch, Dr. Paula Brown. Dr. Brown? Good evening. Good evening. You know, I'm like, wow. That's what I say. I am definitely um, happy to be present here right now. Um, I do have a little bit on my heart, my, and just want to stay focused. And what it's truly all about is uh, Yahweh Ellenhill's loving kindness for, for us through Yahshua the Messiah, through his purpose, pattern, and plan of salvation. That mm -hmm. it is such a joy just to, just to sit back, relax, and just watch Yahweh move, you know. It's just, it, it is absolutely beautiful. I just, I don't want to be mumbling and rambling. I want to prove all things um, that is good. So I kept talking. I was like, okay, I, I can say something like, <laughs> and I lost my train of thought. Uh, hmm. It was a lot said. I did not. Um, what was the scripture lesson? Let me let me ask that first because I was not. Um, <laughs> That's okay. It's Daniel the third chapter, the King Nebuchadnezzar in the image. Hmm, that image. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. So anyway, like the previous speaker um, has said, I don't know if it was Doctor Walker, the one before. You know. Yahweh is, it, it, he's always on time because when uh, we chimed in, it was right on time. You know, he fights our battles. You know, he is our peace. You know, I'm not, I'm not just saying that. He says it himself um, throughout the scriptures. I mean, from the beginning to the end, you know, like, like Dr. Crook said, always begin at Moses. You know, you know, I also listen to all of the other brethren out there 
preaching the sincerity and the true gospel of the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah. And it is absolutely marvelous. And that's why we say at the beginning of the moderation, as I'm looking at the the, um, Moses chart, you know, he said, let's get John 4, 24. Let's just start off like that. And and definitely, I do need to um, go back and prove that Yahweh said, uh, you know, Yahshua, through Yahshua, to always start at Moses. Because Moses is talking about him in the Old Testament. Okay, so let's uh, go ahead and get uh, John. Let's start at John 4, 23. That's John 4 and 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Yahweh is spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Yes, we have to do that. Must is a, uh, a commandment, actually. <laughs> there is no other options it is what it is we must worship him in spirit and in truth even if I was in the beginning when I knew not Yahweh I was calling on God the Lord and Jesus Christ yes I was short testimony as he was taking me through my journey you know, being a single parent, I always say that, you know, it is, it's, it's important. Everything is a type and shadow of him and what he already purposed and everything is going by, uh, by that tabernacle pattern and absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. Everything, nothing escapes the pattern. We live, move, and have our being right with him in him. And that's over, don't we not don't have enough time. That's over there in Acts 17, but uh starting at 26, 28. That's what he says. And he want he made one nation, one blood to dwell. You know, he didn't say color or race. He did not say that. That's right. And I'm all over the place. So let's go get the first scripture that I uh, called. Get it, Brandon? John 4, 23. John 4, 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Thank you. Go ahead. Yes, excuse me. Go ahead. Sorry. Yahweh is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's right, in spirit and in truth. So as the moderation at the beginning, which, you know, I missed because I'm late. So it is very important to be on time. This is a school and not a church. We come here to learn. It's a school and not a church. So the true worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. So what is truth? What is spirit? 
that's Yahweh. You know, and that's why he's depicted on this chart as a cloud. But in the moderation says he's not a cloud. He symbolizes a cloud because the cloud has no particular shape and form. And the cloud is drawn all around the edges of the chart to show you that everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit of Yahweh. You know, everything in the universe. So now, this is the present time, right now, present tense, right now. It hasn't changed. Yahweh said he changes not. It has not changed. We are actually in him. Spirit is like the air that we breathe. We can't see that. We need it. We need it to live. He is the breath of life. Without him, you're, you're dead, period. You're not getting outside of him. You're not going to the furthest galaxy in the universe or, or star. You're not, you ain't getting down deep enough to escape Yahweh. And that's just a really realization that we all have to come to. But let me just speed it up because I know time is short and you just can't say everything about Yahweh because Yahweh is infinite, you know, infinite. So we do have on this chart, <clears throat> we see down here in the unity of the spirit uh, where it says one is pure spirit. That's Yahweh without shape and form. You know, and I talked about this present day because I can't tell you how many years ago that the Bible was written. Let me see. You had the scribes. That was around Moses' time. I can look at the, you know, the dispensation chart, age of the dispensation chart, because I can look at my own at home. Asking Yahshua, please let allow me to be obedient only to glorify him period. So that had to have been when the, the, the writings of the law and the testimony had to begin at Moses. You know, they were tra transcribing what the said Yahweh through Moses. No difference than what the school, what, how the school came about. That's that's how Yahweh Elohim used Dr. Kenley, who is the dean of the school, of this teaching, of, of this class. Back in 1931, he, Yahweh Elohim gave him, Yahshua the Messiah gave him the revelation of mysteries of mysteries. He gave them the vision and revelation and understanding of him and how we can learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensation of ages. So I was talking about five minutes. See, I'm just talking. So I was talking about uh, the present tense, the present day. Nothing has changed from, changed from the beginning. You know, so... Uh, we don't have to get the scriptures, but 24, 44, uh, always beginning at Moses, back in John, 
um, five and and uh, starting at 43 on down. If you have to leave Moses, you got to go back there when Moses was commissioned and was given also a vision of revelation on the, Mount, on the top of Mount Sinai. You know, he received that vision of revelation. Dr. Kinley received that vision of revelation. That's we right. must receive that same vision and revelation to obtain peace, love, and righteousness within our own soul. And it is through this divine teaching. It is, there is no other teaching, no other Elohim, no other Savior. You know, he is Yahweh, pure spirit, came down in the shape or form as Yahweh Elohim. That's number two, one, two, three in the physical form as in the physical bodies that we have now and died as a death of an outcast dog and poured out his, his Holy Spirit on the Jews first. It is, what's that, seven years later on the Gentiles. And it has not stopped. The story has not changed. He's eternal. And that's what we are so happy about. We got something that's true, yes. that's movable. The truth, mm -hmm. the power, the same the, the same, those same divine, nine divine attributes, mm -hmm. that, that, that wisdom, intelligence and knowledge and love, beauty and justice and strength and, and foundation. We have that for a surety and nothing can shake that. So we should never, ever take it for granted. And I want to always also say thank you, Joshua, through all the vessels. Mm -hmm. Your work to glorify him is so appreciated. What a gift. And that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to glorify him with the gifts that he has given us. That's right. Oh, to praise him not ourselves and nothing else. He's given us too many examples and types and shadows all through the scriptures that we know better. Like a, like a parent would talk to their child, you know better. It ain't nothing changed. He is truly real. And um, I just thank you for this opportunity and all praises, honor and glory goes to Yahshua. I knew I had something else to say. We had the opportunity to to experience experience this love mm -hmm. through um, uh, through the cloud, actually <laughs> through the cloud mm -hmm. in the cloud. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. We're we're standing in the holy place for sure. Well, we can see right up into heaven itself and heaven in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much, Dr. Brown. That was pretty. And just so you know, when we record these sessions, it asks us, do we want to record it in the cloud? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty. Thank you so very much. And that brings a conclusion to our lecture for this evening. And we're very grateful and um, happy for all our speakers with what they had to say, no matter how 
much or how little we appreciate um, Yahweh speaking through you to edify the body at this time. Um, we ask that everyone remain muted until the host has indicated the recording has stopped. And we want to remind everyone that we will have a special lecture, a series of special lectures starting this Sunday, um, speaking on the phenomenal day or the three days and three nights that Yahshua the Messiah was in the heart of the earth. So we would hope that you all can join in because it's, it's, it's a nice treat and one of the few pearls that Yahweh's given his sons. We hold classes here every Tuesday and Thursday from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern time and on Sundays from 1.30 to 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. And now we will have doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our savior, through Yahshua Messiah, our sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power before all time, now and forever, let us all say hallelujah. <laughs> 